Rewind. This is Dope Nostalgia. Well, friends, this is episode 161 of Dope Nostalgia, and it's going to be weird because this is the first time we're doing a subject of an artist I can't stand. But my friends Quinn and Charlie are here from L2L Podcast, and they'll be also, you know, a little bit of uh, advocating for Kid Rock, a little bit of Kid Rock sucks. You know, you can pick a side or you can just sit back and enjoy whatever you like to do. This episode is all about Kid Rock. Here's a little information. Wikipedia moment. Please bear in mind that Wikipedia is not to be taken as actual 100% fact. Any donkey could edit it at any time. If I'm reading you the artist's bio, that stuff is real truth. And I am. I am reading you the real bio right off of KidRock.com. Kid Rock burst onto the music scene in 1998 with his Devil Without a Cause album and hasn't looked back. From hit singles like Ba Wada Ba and Cowboy to Picture and All Summer Long, the recording artist has blazed his own trail in the music world, having sold over 26 million albums to date and continuing to tour. Kid Rock holds the Michigan record for most tickets sold with 150,000 for a run of 10 consecutive sold out shows and recently set the Little Caesars Arena attendance record in his hometown of Detroit with 86,893 attendees and six sold out shows. On the heels of his arena success, Kid Rock recently announced his American Rock and Roll Tour 2018. Well, this needs to be updated in tandem with his brand new album, Sweet Southern Sugar. The tour kicks off on January 19th, blah, blah, blah. That is not important because it's outdated. All right. So it says Sweet Southern Southern Sugar is Kid Rock's first album recorded in Nashville and features recent singles Tennessee Mountaintop, Podunk, and the tour name American Rock and Roll. Kid Rock remains at the center of media attention in regards to his musical and personal ambitions, leaving his mark in a multitude of genres. Maybe now I'm going to look up a little bit about the album we're mainly discussing today, which is Devil Without a Cause. Now on to Wikipedia. Devil Without a Cause is the fourth studio album by Kid Rock. Released on August 18, 1998, the album saw Kid Rock continuing to develop his sound, moving away from the predominantly hip-hop sound of his previous albums to a largely rap rock, metal, hard rock, and new metal sound, and marked the finalization of his stage persona as a redneck pimp. Additionally, the song Cowboy is seen as being instrumental in the development of the fusion genre, country rap. Devil Without a Cause was a major commercial success, spurred by the popularity of the single Ba Wida Ba. The album sold 15 million copies and was certified diamond. The album also received critical acclaim for its genre mixing sound. Now here's a little bit of more background. In 1997, Jason Flom, the head of Lava Records, attended one of Kid Rock's performances and met with Kid Rock, who later gave him a demo containing the songs Somebody's Gotta Feel This and I Got One For Ya which led to Kid Rock signing with Atlantic Records. As part of his recording deal, Kid Rock received $150,000 from the label. By this time, Kid Rock had fully developed his pimp redneck stage persona and rap metal musical style and wanted to make a redneck shit-eating, oops, I meant shit-kicking, rock and roll, (laughs) rock and roll rap album. Okay, I'll stop being a jerk now. And I'm just gonna hand this over to Quinn and Charlie. Our friends from L2L Podcast, welcome to the show. 
Well, I've gathered mm -hmm. Quinn and Charlie here one. today. <laughs> dearly, dearly beloved. Dearly beloved, we have gathered Quinn and Charlie here today. <laughs> Surprise. Zoom Join women. Us. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> I didn't even propose. You didn't know they swing that way, but oh, you guys are so cute. Discovering, um, what am I saying here? Sorry, two beers in. Um, so welcome to Dope Nostalgia. We're going to talk about, for the first time, an artist that I can't stand. Because usually, usually, like, I like to talk about everybody because it's the 90s and this is not a biased show. But this is a hard one for me because everything about this guy pisses me off. I would like to introduce to you Quinn and Charlie, of course, from L2L podcast, which we've done together for a long, long time. And Charlie's also on It's a Conspiracy podcast. Did you, are you doing the wrestling one? Not, not anymore. No. Okay. Just, just okay. conspiracy right now. On okay. fade. And the band, <laughs> the Give Em Hell Boys. Make sure you check their amazing music out. What's going on with the album EP release and everything? Oh man. Well, so we did this thing where we started making a record going like this pandemic's only going to last for what was it how many uh fucking weeks where we were supposed to be locked down to flatten the curve and uh then that lasted two years yeah so then we were like huh it's hard to make a record when you're not making any money <laughs> so that project started dragging out and you know credit cards were getting maxed and all that sort of stuff so we had to kind of put that on the back burner a little bit slow our roll go okay maybe we should wait till we're kind of gigging again right yeah and uh so we're like so close but in the yep. meantime we came up with a plan where we're like well we need to be active we want to be active we want to prove to the world that you know like we didn't just sit on our hands this whole time so and then we came up with this idea to bang out this ep um by doing it live off the floor produce some videos and all that sort of stuff and we got that out this summer and it kind of man it just happened it was crazy how it went from like it, like you know are we getting it mixed are we mastering i don't know you know like touch and go here and there and then all of a sudden one day it was like oh by the way your album release is june 3rd and we're like okay boom it's done <laughs> so we gotta yeah. do it so we got it all out june 3rd and uh yeah so we managed to put out this uh five song ep called buckle polishers and uh that was awesome uh what was fun about that was it was just us doing covers for the well it's all covers um of mostly classic country songs kind of our take on them you know just like the way we would play them live you yeah. know bring a little bit of a little more of our energy to these songs mm, and gravy. then uh and then if you stick around for the holy <laughs> you know you, you you get through the the so-called buckle polishers there's a banger on the end of there for you uh that you know like uh, by, oh, by one of the most classic country artists of all time uh motorhead mm -hmm. so yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, that did what it needed to do. It, uh, you know, it 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 went out to the world. People heard it. You know, people were like, "Great, you guys are a, a real band. We'll keep booking you." More shows got booked. Good. You know, we've been uh, productive. We continue to be more and more productive. So it looks like we might just actually get to finish this album sooner than later. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so yeah, but we're so close. It's wild. We're like eighty percent there, and we haven't Good. worked on it in like over a year. And it's like ah, that part's but a little frustrating. But it's, it's a great sounding album, and I love to listen to it. <laughs> hey, else can. But That's we'll get true, it finished but... soon, and then you'll hear more about it, and then there'll be a plan to to start uh, 
rolling that out. So, hey. That's nice. You, know, you guys are doing the thing and back into it as much as you can be at this point. It's good. Yeah. It's a yeah, good, it's good touch thing. And go. It's joy. We're not saying anything that nobody else has said. It's still touch and go. It's still weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting less weird overall, but you know, it, it's just it attitudes. was already hard to book original music before the pandemic. So I mean, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so and and the, here's the, the thing that's the most frustrating now is that uh, we've we found anyway is that people now, speaking of like you know being hey now it's cool to call in sick all the time because bosses just have to accept that now people cancel <laughs> all the time because you just have to accept that right that's true. people cancel with impunity yeah and it's it's annoying it's been happening less and less and less and less overall though so Hmm. but but yeah that's where we're at we're uh we're hopefully we'll have some new music for the world Um, give him hell boys everybody 2023 that's right now you might remember also quinn and charlie from our silver chair episode and our simpsons sing the blues episode Mm. and quinn's uh Quinn's uh, episode where he depressed the hell out of all of us, telling us the story of the Jim Blossoms. Dark. Oh yeah, <laughs> the dark story, the real because nobody knows that that's a like, real. We dark need to story. get to the real sto- story, and I'm glad you did. Nobody mm. was sad at all. No, it was it was great. It was I remember great. I remember telling on that episode. I think I remember recording with you in person. By the way, that was we did that. It was um, right before it was February 2020, I think. Yeah, something like I, that. No spoilers here. Go back and listen to the episode. Go check a, it out. You'll get to see We're the talking... evolution of this podcast because it was like two plus years ago now. We might but, have been uh, maybe 15 episodes in at that point. Yeah. Like it was but early. But 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 also uh uh in real time, like I just remember going like I was about to, you know, kind of drop the big kind of revelation at the end of that story, right? Uh, the story of the gin blossoms and making their first record and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember going like, Oh, I'm about to bum <laughs> in my head going like, well, here it comes. Here's a bummer. Here's a, here comes a like, real bad time. Up until that point, I just been fascinated with the story, but it's just been a story. I've been like thinking about myself. That's the whole and, point. Yeah. There was and no sugar coating. It. This was like, this is what happened. Yeah. This is what yeah. happened. We're dancing around it, but just go, go check it out. Episode. Get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we pride ourselves on having a good, positive, fun time with everybody. But sometimes, hey, this is a story that had to be told. And you did a great job, Quinn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, to to be fair, I also went on uh, It's a Conspiracy once and bummed them all out, too. So (laughs) that's just, I think I've got a lane. When you want, if he's not running the show, he's going to bum you out. If you want to cry inside, you get Quinn as your guest. I like, I don't know. I I like tragedy. I move, tragic movies are, are good, compelling movies to me, you know? <laughs> so I like a All good right. tragic story. I can't help well, it. Well, I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to be just annoyed and uh, at this fucking idiot we're covering today. <laughs> no bias, though. Here's a bucket full okay. of bias. I'm going to just, you know, not be, I'm going to try to choose my words carefully and not be a total bitch. But I'm not a fan of this artist, as I mentioned earlier. This is the first time we're covering someone that I can't stand. But he's a big artist. He's very famous. He sold a lot of records. And, uh, you know, Bob Ritchie, (laughs) born and raised out of Detroit. Kid Rock is our topic today. Um, My last name or my my grandpa's last name is Ritchie. Same spelling. I'm kind of wondering. I wonder if we're (laughs) related. Fuck. There's a neighborhood in town called Richie. Ooh, my, my grandpa is related to that. So I don't know. I don't know. That's where 
we should have the next Kid Rock concert. Not not in front of the Clairview Walmart. In front of the Clairview Walmart. <laughs> you remember oh, no. that story on yep. Facebook? Wasn't that like, yeah, like five years ago? <laughs> it was it was July 4th. Mm-hmm. And somebody had made an announcement that Kid Rock was going to play in front of the Clairview Walmart. <laughs> that would be such a perfect place for him to play. <laughs> that would be amazing. The Clairview Walmart kept getting calls all fucking day. They stopped <laughs> answering their phones. <laughs> I called too. I recorded my call. Clevery Walmart, how can I help you? Hi, I was wondering how to get uh, meet and greet passes for the Kid Rock concert tonight. Um, that's not happening. That's just a prank. Oh, that's too bad. Maybe yeah. Next sorry year. about that. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Do you think that while Kid Rock was coming up, I mean, to this day, right? Like, mm-hmm. he must have at some point shown up on like a flatbed trailer <laughs> in front of a Walmart, right? Sure, I'm pretty sure he's doing it in some of his music videos. I am playing at Walmart. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on a second, though. We got a Kid Rock here, fan here who I would have never thought in a million years was a Kid Rock fan. Oh, I, I go further than and that. He okay. is a devil without a cause advocate today. Our buddy Chonks, Lord Chonks. Yeah, we've, we've brought Charlie on, on here to defend <laughs> Kid Rock. Charlie, the Kid Rock apologist. I mean, okay, it depends what you're talking about, though. Yeah, I'm not apologizing for him today. Not I'm not today's Kid Rock. Not not the current era. Not the current mega edge lord no. version of Kid Rock. No, okay. no, just 1998 Kid Rock. Okay, that's about so it. This is <laughs> okay. Now he had an album out uh, before 1998, I believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, three, like first... four or five. Oh, that was three. Oh, really? Quite a few. Yeah. Well, okay. According I, to the song I, I was listening to, he had opened for Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So obviously he had been doing some shit. Yeah his his first album came out in like 1990. Okay. Grit and if you sandwiches up, for breakfast. Grit sandwiches for breakfast. I love how it's like a black person sure. welcoming him into a soul food kitchen, going like, "No, you belong in here." And he's got like the kid and play like like flat top with a big tall fade into <laughs> the giant flat top. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, white boy, you belong with us. You know, like, you know, right off his first, first get, like the first album, he's like, black people like me. <laughs> now, yeah. the history of Kid Rock. Okay, so he's he's from Detroit, right? Born mm-hmm. and raised Detroit, Michigan, which he's very, you know, states it quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's a Southern Rock kind of guy. Southern Rock. So, where do you think that? happen is it just the fact that this is like his influences this is the music he grew up listening to okay charlie do you have any hot takes I mean, on this or i mean obviously he he came up as a rapper right he was a rapper first but then when rap rock and all that kind of stuff was really taken off uh he managed to get himself a new recording contract because it's his second recording contract because he had three albums before uh devil without a cause and he had one record contract and it didn't do shit for him okay. so this is actually this his big actual breakout was his second recording contract mm. and they just 
he'd been working with his new with his new band on the last album, the Twisted Brown Trucker Band, and mm. they just started playing all this, all these rock riffs and stuff, and it worked for them. So that's that's how he got that his his sound, and and that's where this southern rock. It's funny because I think a lot of people call him like rap metal or something like that. It's not really a lot yeah. of metal. It's more rap I rock. The, I don't hear the metal, but I definitely hear uh, the uh, sound of what was big at the time with like the comparison to like a Limp Biscuit sound. Yeah, it's very Limp Biscuit-y. I don't hear corn really, but I definitely hear a no. Limp Biscuit sound. No, I think he's just this side of rock enough and, you know, brings in enough hip hop just to stay just south of being full on new metal. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right, like, well, but I think that there's definitely a uh, a good a good chunk of tracks even on this on this album that are barely rocky at all. Like, there's they're more like an old an older school hip hop kind of flavor that they're working. That yeah, they're, and then he fucks it right up right away. There's for. a track literally called right. like "Ode to the Old School," and then his verse comes on, and it's the <laughs> worst verse on it, and it changes everything. <laughs> and actually, I was thinking about it too, listening to this. Okay, so. I have never sat down and listened to this whole album through intentionally. I've heard it way back in like 1998, 1999 when like, I remember my little brother was like, Kid Rock's great. And I was like, you're little and you don't know shit about shit. (laughs) Whatever. Good for you. And he played it a few times around the house and shit like that. Right. Anyway. Otherwise I was like, had no interest whatsoever. I was just like, not, this was not anything that I was like, Oh, I've got to go check out more by this guy. Right. Anyway. Um, and then so today, one of the things that was really hitting me, I'm like, his entire flow on all these on all these tracks is so old school. Like it's so mm-hmm. rudimentary. It's so when you say old school, what school are you referring to? Like of hip hop, like Grandmaster Flash type. But like very but even rudimentary for that stuff, right? Like those guys had better flow. But like he gives it away right off the bat. The very first track is called Ba Widabah. That's a reference to uh Rapper's Delight. Right. Mm-hmm. That's literally a lyric from Rapper's they're, Delight. Like that's what bot with the bot, the bang, the bang, diggy, 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 fit the monkeys up, jump, the You're like, that's yeah. them. And yeah. he and he turns into like, yeah, it's hard, it's hard. <laughs> but up to this record, if you do ever listen to any, he was like full on Detroit, like you know, like white boy hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, comes from the same same school as ICP as Eminem, you know, like there's all these like Detroit area white rappers and he's one of them. And he like has branched away since and probably starting at this point is where it was like kind of breaking off into a different direction. Did Kid Rock and Eminem ever do anything together? This record? Or- did, did you listen to what? this record? I did yeah. listen to this record. Where, where's Eminem on it? Slim he's Shady. He doesn't call him Eminem. He says Slim Shady. Fuck off. That's the track. Yeah, the song fuck, fuck off. off. But he's yeah. not on the song. Yeah, yeah. He does a verse. Oh, he is. He's he's got so by what the way, the fuck? The, I did the, listen to it. The most impressive uh-huh. lyrics on this entire album are Eminem. Because okay. Eminem actually has because he's, Eminem. Flow. <laughs> because he's slim shady for sure. Kid Rock's Kid Rock's rapping, and this is the thing, if this is however many albums in, and I haven't really done a deep dive, I've just heard some of the earlier stuff. It's very like very early nineties and it's fairly rudimentary rap and hip hop, mm-hmm. right? And he continues to this, like, it's just all he can do is think about how many ways he can rhyme something with dick. <laughs> or hoes. Yeah. He's like, hoes, bitches, like, man. Oh. I've never heard somebody yell at me for so long about how awesome they are. Is no, there... hip hop is like that. 
I'll give him that one. I know hip hop's like that, but hip hop is song, grandiose. It's self-aggrandizing. Every song is it's braggadocious. And, okay, here's here's one. Here, okay, here's one of the things that I love about this album. Even listening back to it today, mm-hmm. and knowing and know you knowing a little bit of the backstory, that he came out with this album, and all he's doing all over this album is bragging about his record deals and about going platinum. And up at the point that but he hadn't he gone had, platinum yet, he hadn't he hadn't done any of that shit. That's no, he hadn't the even funny part. But it was so self prophetic because he's gone platinum over like eleven times in the U.S. for this album, three times in Canada. So it was a self self fulfilling prophecy of sorts, mm-hmm. where he just yeah. came out. If, came you, out if you tell everybody, you believe it into existence. Make it till you make it mm-hmm. to the highest degree. I think I think what really happened here was that uh you know obviously he he's even kind of not late to the game per se but he's not like the first you know like Rage Against the Machine had already been around for several years you know like corn albums that were popular predate this Limp Bizkit mm. was just about to hit too like this was the flavor of the week right yeah yeah and so it was the right time to market this kind of sound and like he leaned into it hard. Sure. Um, yeah. It's look, I, I listening to it today. I was like, okay, I don't hate this. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of very like, I, I'm like, oh God, this is a very juvenile, like adolescent boy, too much testosterone, angry at my parents but i don't even know why they're just stupid and I, <laughs> like there's a time and a place for this and you know it's like if you're listening to it now and it's nostalgic then i get that but if you were like to listen to it now and be like oh my god the genius <laughs> of like you know ripping off some like, here's the difference was the samples on this one and i know it's the band playing them or whatever but they're still sampled right which sure. is you know a way a lot of artists you could call it, i guess you could call it phrasing i guess yeah well, however you want to put it or whatever or less obvious than like once he leaned into this direction the next album had like straight up metallica riffs well and, like, no I mean, kind of riffs. but not really but yeah but like the end when we were talking about what we were actually doing for this you were like, how many of these damn Kid Rock albums do I got? I didn't say damn. I was just, how much and Kid Rock? I was Rock like, well, listen to this one. Listen to to this one, and then the only other thing is uh, American Badass, just the single, and that's oh yeah, that's well, those like- for me. That's like the peak. Yeah. And then everything after that was diminishing returns. Well, it was the peak because he was already a certified star at that yeah. point. He actually had gone platinum. He had yeah. Pamela Anderson was his woman, you yeah. know, like, and he made just a big fucking spectacle, fi- American firework fucking dreamland of a video. For me, this album was the buildup. And then that song that or just a single was the peak. And then it was diminishing returns after that. Well, so, it's weird too, because those are my terms. That's what I'm defending. It's mm-hmm. not long after this that he kind of abandons the rap rock thing, not altogether, but more or less. Okay. Now, when he does rap rock, it's like it's the uh, it's like the exception on the albums, right? Like mm-hmm. all of his singles, He's more singing now, and yeah, his singles like going into the two thousands, country or ish. Yeah, they became more basically just country. Country. I want to steer back in reverse because I want to ask Charlie about his discovery of Kid Rock and what it was that got you into the music, into the album. 
I know that I heard, I can't remember if it was just on the radio or the, the video for Bawadaba. And I was just like, I don't know. This is fun. This is greasy, trashy fun. I, it I is white more. trash fun. Greasy, trashy fun. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's basically, and I listened to the whole album just at dinner, you know, over dinner this evening, I had the album on, I, we were cooking and eating. And then I was like, yeah, it's still good, trashy fun. You know, like it is, uh, you know, it's, it's musically shallow as hell. I can agree. I can, you know, mm -hmm. for sure, but greasy, trashy fun. And it, I, I still think it's greasy, trashy fun. Well, when <laughs> musically, musically shallow is not, is not a problem for me. No, I don't know if no. you've noticed some of the things I listen to aren't exactly <laughs> deep all the time. Right. So, I mean, not that's not the issue. A, I don't mean it necessarily as a bad thing, but okay. it just yeah. is. That's what it is. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop in and just say one thing. I don't think it's necessarily musically shallow. Lyrically, oh, lyrically it's very shallow. shallow. Yeah. Musically, it's not that bad. Musically, it's just like, you know, it's just leaning into this lane of like, you know, these very 90s uh like influenced, you know, hard rock and southern rock riffs. Mm. Right. And like if you took kid rock right out of the occasion uh, out of the equation, you know, like it's it's you know, it wouldn't be bad, like just party music, you mm -hmm. know, a little like, on the aggressive mm -hmm. side or whatever, but not the most aggressive by any means, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's not like a Venom record or something like it's, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's got some, you know, tap your toe, like head bangable quality or whatever. It's just, it's just how rudimentary and juvenile and like, you know, and I know that a lot of hip hop, a lot of hip hop is to lyrics. <laughs> but I listen to every single fucking lyric on this album. And I know me. I never fucking do. I, I'll hand him this. You know, sometimes when you're listening to lyrics, it's because I can't understand what the fuck they're saying. He's they're very nice good. He's very, yeah. He's very good at like pronunciation and shit. He's shouting this shit at me, but he's doing it in a very clear way. <laughs> he's enunciating while he's shouting at you. Um, yeah, how about thanks, the thanks fucking Richie. <laughs> how about the pre pre um 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 uh fucking uh voice uh correction pitch correction mm -hmm. with the weird vocoder effect on what's the ballad only god knows why oh, yeah yeah, only yeah. God knows why. it's so weird because now you've heard him sing kind of ballad-esque songs a bunch of times right i, I don't mind that song well, the song it was itself weird I don't hate, but the, it's such a weird effect, yeah. given what we know about how it, you know, the effect or whatever, like better versions of the effect are used for autotune and shit. But the funny thing about autotune was it didn't exist yet. So that's not autotune. Mm -hmm. That's literally just oh, like some autotunes kind of... existed forever. No, no, no. But the very, song, the, very, the very first song, the very first song, no, no, no. The the first commercial application of autotune was share, right? Believe. And that Did came you out watch that uh, Netflix documentary about autotune? No, I haven't. Yeah. I just looked into it that it was weird that it was originally used as like an echolocation thing to like find oil under ice or something in like mm -hmm. <laughs> the Antarctic. It was yeah, like it wasn't shares, meant to be shares voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With shares voice. <laughs> they were like, we can bring the oil That's to the service if we just get share. That's a South Park episode right there. <laughs> There's the, the thing is, get it. But it's interesting because I'll, I'll give it to in a weird way. It's like he predicted autotune. Like, because he threw this weird, obviously not having any faith, or maybe he was his producer, uh, 
By the way, technically, okay, Charlie, you were saying record deal, but you know, this record deal was still technically an independent record that just got released on a subsidiary of Atlantic Records. And then when it was successful, Atlantic was like, all right, you're, you're good. Okay, you, we'll move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah come on legs. over. You're definitely on the roster now. Mm. Uh, and the next album was 100% released by Atlantic, right? But, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, they just, I he had no faith in just like singing a ballad, but he wanted to sing one apparently. So they just threw this weird vocoder or something. I don't know what exactly effect it was on there, like some kind of phaser, flanging kind of like. No, I can blah, blah, blah. sing. Yeah, it would yeah. be weird to hear a version of this song. I mean, obviously, I guess if he did it live, he, he must have done it live like, by now. Yeah, just without, oh. just without the 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 effect. But like, it would be good to hear. It'd be interesting to hear a studio version of it, just straight because like it's... now he sings. Just, I mean, fine enough, but like. You know, yeah, for all, not, like all, all over things. He's not a fantastic vocalist by any means. Cheryl Crow and all kinds of stuff. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, that was, I don't know, that was interesting to me. But the problem I still had with any of these things, it's like, I'm like, oh, he's, he's trying to go deep here, but he's about as deep as the kiddie pool, you know? Like, <laughs> it's yeah. tough, man. It's, yeah, it's, no, that's a better way to put it, lyrically shallow. Like, and I, I get that, you know, like, and there's a lot of times where we'll be talking about an artist and, and I'm like, yeah, I don't get this guy. And he's like, and you're like, Quinn, you're like, yeah, that's because you don't like to listen to the lyrics a whole lot. I'm like, well, I mean, not a whole lot, but sometimes I do, but not for stuff like this. For this, it was more about the vibe and the instrumentation and the fun and the greasy trailer park quality. No, I get it. Like 100%, like adolescent, mm -hmm. you know like yeah whatever i don't give a fuck uh, fuck you like whatever like yeah like you know, like you know josie's a character right like mm -hmm. i mean his one verse on this whole album is like half a verse fuck. you're just, just going where i was gonna go well <laughs> perfect that's how you how, okay sweet you segue uh, yeah devil you? without a cause josie i'd josie. heard about josie uh you know from kid rock stage show and such back in the day and I know that he passed away too soon. Uh, he's peace, not with yeah. us anymore, Josie. But I loved his fucking line on this. I'm three foot nine with a ten foot dick. <laughs> That's not even tripod, man. That's fucking whoa. So here's the thing, though. If Josie put out this same album, no Kid Rock on it, and it was just Josie, I think I'd be way into it. I think I would love it if it was Josie. Yeah, like but little... I don't know. Okay, now I don't know. Obviously, there is no no Josie without Kid Rock because I guess the story of Josie is that he was this dude who was because he's not a kid. He's a mm -hmm. he's, he's a dude, mm -hmm. uh, a friend. In their... well, he's, was, yeah, he, was he a friend? A friend and a collaborator? Well, no, he met he met Kid Rock because Kid Rock met him because uh, Josie was always going to his shows and like. Mm -hmm huge energy going nuts in the front row always jumping around jumping on tables and shit like that so eventually they you know he kind of met the guy and he was like hey yeah okay do you want to do you want to you want to come with me kind of thing and then so i'm pretty sure like that I, I don't know how much of an mc or a rapper he was or anything or you know kid rock wrote him some lines basically or whatever yeah and uh that's how he got you know, that's how we got in the game kind of thing. But Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, yeah, it's pretty obvious. It's not like he had his own career or something and he's just, you know. But yeah. what I'm saying is he it's like, okay. He kind of went on tour with them and shit, right? Hype Man. Yeah, he was Hype Man. You know, kind of a mascot in a way, really. You know? Yeah, I guess yeah. more, well, Hype man. you know. Hype Man. Well, he had, he had less to do than, like, like Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav's, like, 
a hype man. But that's kind of what I pictured Joe C to be like, though, was Flavor Flav. A little bit, but I think he came out, like, obviously his health was a thing, right? Like, yeah. it wasn't long for the world. So I don't think, he wasn't, like, on stage the whole time, like, going, yeah, right. You know, like, behind Kid Rock, he was coming out, and you know, every once in a while, being like. I don't know, I think it was probably, I mean, like, I, I never got to see a Kid Rock concert in this era, so I don't really know for sure. But I imagine that he was probably out there quite a bit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know either. Well, the but, thing about um, Kid Rock is he likes the big spectacle, right? So he likes the oh, yeah. stripper poles with the strippers and then, you know, Joe C running around and then his big band and then fireworks and whatever else he can get going on at the same time as much as he can. Yeah. Well, okay, look, can I ask that question? I don't know if Naomi, this is in your list of questions. Was part mm -hmm. of the appeal of Kid Rock was that he was leaning into that like white trash pimp Yes. Persona. I think so. Like, I mean, probably, people, yeah. There was a thing, there was a thing at the time for whatever reason that was like, ah, oh, this is great. This larger than life. Like, I, pre I swear he represented himself for the everyday man, obviously, and just like, you know, well, blue collar, uh, drinking, cool. crushing buds. And, you know, like, that's I just, but, but, but at the same time, trying to be like, you could be like me too. Right. Well, this, this is isn't quite hard. a contradiction. Listen to my verses. I, look what I fucking did. <laughs> yeah, look at true. me now. Look at my. Well, there's quite coach. a contradiction. Look at my bitches. Too, because, like, you know, like, there's a whole, there's, a, he's got a whole fucking thing about like how he's gonna get high and mow the lawn or whatever. You know, like, oh, I could relate to that or whatever. And then he's like, but I'm larger than life, bitches. I'm wearing fucking furs and look at this stupid hat, and I got a fucking <laughs> little person dancing around on stage with me. But you know, I mow the lawn just like you, and man, I don't like to go behind the garage and smoke a joint. You know, don't worry, I'm, I'm trash. Don't worry, I'm trash. I'm trash. What like, song is it that's on the album? I was listening to it, and you just it kind of stops for a moment, and there's like a breakdown where you can just hear him snorting cocaine. I oh, maybe. I don't know. I missed that, Charlie. Do you know? Maybe Bull God. It, it might By be Bull way, God, but you just. What the fuck? I think is it a was Roman Gangster. <laughs> and then he just, he just everything kind of stops and he just goes. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And the drums come back in. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck is a bulldog? Yeah, what a is a bulldog? A bulldog. Yeah. I know what a bulldog is. I hated is. What that is a song. God. I hated it. Yeah, I hated it too. And uh <laughs> and also did, was it the, it was the it was the first single that did nothing. It was the first single, eh? Apparently. Well, yeah, At least I mean, it was the first video that was released. And usually the videos are released in the same order as the singles. Welcome to the Party was the first single. Oh. It was the okay. second single. But oh, cool. then it was, the, it was the first video. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Oh, well, God. They... Charlie, what do you make of that one? It took three singles for this to catch on, hey? And that's, that's yeah. And that's when it was hitting mainstream radio, because that's when I would have caught it. And then I would have been like, oh, hey, what is this? I mean, I, I thought Bulgad was fine. I don't think it was the best. So I've honestly, my favorite song on the album easily is uh, 100%. <laughs> that was it right off the bat. That's, I, I mean, um, Bawa Daba got me to the party. And then Cowboy was just like, yeah, this is awesome. I love it. And they happen to be tracks one <laughs> and two. So that's, good enough to hook you hook me anyways for the for a good you know enough goodwill for a good chunk of the album but i didn't have a problem with bull god i thought it was fun i thought i, I liked the line about uh going behind the garage with his walkman and firing it up oh right i remember that walkman um, what yeah. didn't he say i grab my walkman but before i cut i go behind the garage and fire it up 
Oh, I thought you were saying firing up his Walkman. I was like, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I thought he was just doing some crack. You're doing crack. He's doing something. <laughs> yeah, you know um, how, but he's humble now, and all he but can he's got his, about his he, New Orleans. I mean, jumbo just shrimp. like every man, you grab your Walkman if you're, you're going to go mow the lawn. You want some tunes. That's right. it. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. I, I okay. I'll give Ba with a Ba is a good intro to an album. That is a great fucking kickoff track. The banger. Yeah. The buildup of the song is very, very good. Um, okay. I'm going to say we talked about the cocaine. We talked about him talking about himself. He is a fucking dick talking about women. I cannot. You know me. I don't get offended by shit, especially like like. When people talk, say this and that, I don't get offended by being called a chick or a bitch or whatever. But I mean, just all he sees them in every lyric is is as objects, completely, completely as objects, disposable, oh. dispense. Like just, I couldn't believe there was never anything on the album that made me think otherwise about his uh, yeah. relationship with women. I well, cannot defend him on this at all. You are, uh, you seem correct. Okay. But <laughs> this is not a defense by any means whatsoever. But mm -hmm. the culture of hip hop at this time is very misogynistic altogether, all right? Like, I mean, for the most <laughs> there part, was, anyway. There was one, um, I, this isn't something I thought offensive, but it actually made me laugh because I thought it was funny about going down on a chick in the hot tub, something like that. Like, eat the pussy under the water and then blow bubbles up her ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, what am I listening to? Pussy underwater, blow bubbles okay, up her ass. But nobody's answered my question yet. What the fuck I'm is sorry. a bull god? I don't know what a bull, a bull, a bull god is. Even then, is I didn't, I just didn't question. It. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, Urban Dictionary can, says it's uh, the founder and leader of the feral undead. So, you know. Like, is that what he's referencing? I don't know if that's what he's... He doesn't mention any other references to at all in the song. Like, he just says, I'm a bull god. I'm free and I'm fed on all that is forsaken. I'm going to get you. I see through you. I'm going to get you. And then he goes on to say that, uh, yeah, you know, but now I'm humble. And I can only think about New Orleans and those jumble shrimp. Oh, I like those jumbo shrimp. <laughs> See, every man, every man, Naomi. <laughs> I, there, it's just, uh. but it's so I don't know the what's the term misogyny? It, it, or it, I couldn't believe okay, how but, bad it was. Uh, well, okay, I I think I think you might need to do a little experiment and listen to a lot of like nineties hip-hop and even well a lot of hip-hop altogether like just hip-hop in general even to this day i mean obviously there's artists who are the exception but yeah. like man misogyny is just part of it self-aggrandizing is part of it like the braggadocious nature but here's the difference is like for some reason when it's like an ice cube or a dr dre or something i you know i buy it a little more like i'm more with it i i think something about like elevating your status by by being self-aggrandizing yeah but there's do, something you know? about this fucker doing it that pisses me off i yeah. don't know and i wonder what that is because i agree i agree when i hear kid rock do it i'm just like oh this is tasteless but meanwhile <laughs> if i put on like you know 
the chronic and i'm like bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks like i'm just like this is a jam you know i'm into it right like mm-hmm. it ain't no fun if my homies can't get none like i'm like this is great i love this this is a classic hip-hop and i never stop to think about like you know, well, maybe I think about it, but I forgive it or I let it go or whatever, right? But then Kid Rock, you know, like, you know, cannot stop using the word hoe is like every other rhyme. It's basically he either rhymes it with hoe or dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. he's so limited in his raps, man. He's so limited. I think oh, there's yeah. a reason he moved away from rap. I'm like, I think he exhausted his ability to like oh, be creative. I've all the rhymes. All the rhymes he knows. which I've rhymed so... all the rhymes possible. I'm to do <laughs> so He's like this about like his lyrics, obviously, trying to fit into the hip hop aesthetic, whatever it is. But then women like Jamie King, who was a model, dated him. Pamela Anderson married him. Now, we know Pam has a thing for the rock stars. We know, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like Tommy Lee, that made sense. This shit did not make sense to me at all. But hey, it's not my fucking life. Um. They were only well, here's married a question for, a for you. When when Motley Crue are being super misogynistic in their lyrics, are you more forgiving of their nope? Dude, I went to the Motley Crue concert this summer and I was like, I like the, the whole spectacle of what they put on for a you know, for visual effects and shit. But it was the first time I've gone to a concert where women, half-naked women, were gyrating on poles and like I have never actually seen that with my own eyes. I've never gone to a show like that. So all I could sit there and think was like, okay, well, this is definitely dated as fuck, but that's what the people are here for because mm. they love this band and, and how this is the rock and roll lifestyle and rock and roll attitude that you'd expect from Motley Crue. Yeah, you'd be right? disappointed if you went and they weren't still just like living like it was the 80s, you know, just like, and I'll give Ooh. you this too. I don't have a problem with strippers in any way. I think they're cool. I love it. If the hey, women is make, is if a woman work. if a woman is making the choice to go up there and do that and have fun, all the power to her. Mm-hmm. That's different. I think that's just different than like what he's been, like talking about women. That's not the same thing to me. I don't. Know. Yeah, I think I what you're saying, Molly Crew, don't just, make songs saying like my bitches and my hoes. There's just the extra layer of grease that leaves a distaste mm. for you. Hmm. Well, I remember when we listened to Nickelback and I was, I kind of was like, man, why does Chad Kroger hate women so much? Right. Cause I was like, so many of these lyrics are just so anti-woman. Uh, no, they're not. They were, they were, in my opinion, in my opinion, I found them uh, very, I was, I, I was very like, was God, like... Chad Kroger hates women. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I listen to a Motley Crue song. I don't think they hate women. No, I just think they see them as objects, but they kind of celebrate them in their weird way of being. They I love feel, those objects. Yeah, I they feel love. like they Motley Crue more celebrates <laughs> their. That's okay. my favorite object. <laughs> a couple of my favorite objects, you know. I mean, you know the, I'm going to say like at that time, the music industry, the rock and roll lifestyle didn't exactly uplift women and they still don't really. They still don't. Well, especially okay, in country but, music. But I think maybe but, there's a giveaway towards the end of this record when like. You know, I don't know how autobiographical some of these songs are, mm-hmm. uh, but the like the the black girl, white boy. Yeah, you know, okay. here's one that if if I was to take any of the like to take this track list and uh, edit it so that it wasn't a 1998, 1999 CD length, I would cut mm-hmm. that song. 
Not only would I cut that song, song I terrible. would suggest that Kid Rock not use the N-word. Well, <laughs> that's a thing. Is he the one rapping on it? It doesn't sound like him. That's him. It's him. Yeah. That doesn't there's sound like him three, at all. There's only three people on lead vocals on this whole album. Kid Rock, Eminem, and Josie. Josie okay. gets half a verse. Eminem gets a full verse. Kid Rock gets the rest of the record. I did not yeah, realize no. that was him. I thought he was just singing the choruses. I thought no, it was I mean, it's very was rapping. Talk, it's very talk singy. It's not very like it's not the rapping. About, or... The thing about that song, and which is no way an excuse or an apology or anything, is that that was a song from one of his early earlier albums that he redid for this album for some reason. And it's just crazy that at no point anybody didn't nobody stepped up to say, "Don't do that." Mm-hmm. Like you don't need this one. This one is not a good use of your don't time. Don't call her chick. What the fuck, you dumbass? That that's not even. I mean, I don't think just, chick is the worst thing. That's not the, That's not the biggest defender. <laughs> okay, the whole thing is bad. The whole thing is <laughs> bad. Black but chick, white guy. Just in general, like you don't need this one on this. If maybe it was on one of your earlier albums, you should let it go. But also another thing that's kind of interesting about it is that they did have that N-bomb drop on it, and I don't think it ever saw any flack. Like, I don't think it was called out. I don't think that there was the thing about it. So he hasn't been oh, canceled? At the time, no. Even no. now? Even What's now, that? if like so he hasn't been canceled for it? Like, even now? Retroactively? I don't think well, you can like, cancel a kid you... rock, even if you tried. I think he just... I don't think I, I think work. I think he here's the thing that. is we're at a point in this, like, you know, the in... in out of 2020 almost 2023 mm-hmm. uh where you know it's it's gotten to the like cried wolf portion of of canceling people where you know like people have stopped really like you know it's kind of got to the point now where somebody already has an established audience who's mm-hmm. going to continue to support them you know who would show up in droves if they found out they were playing a walmart parking lot <laughs> um those people are just <laughs> going to double down if you tell them that you shouldn't support this guy because of something yeah. he said, especially, take, you take know, are these, yeah, are these the people ago. who stormed the Capitol? Yeah. Not necessarily. Although a few of those people definitely have kid rock CDs in their collection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm saying is like, you know, like he, and he's leaned into it. It's so funny that a, a couple of times on this record, he mentions the fact that he doesn't have any politics. Yeah. Well, that's changed. That so has changed. So young. That's so changed. Weird. I'm sure he did that back then. He didn't give a shit about politics. Now, now it's weird because, like, he's definitely a Gen Xer, but he's turned into this weird, like, boomer, like, mega edgelord. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mega edgelord. And I, used I like, to have I like some... how there's a single line in his wiki under personal life. This one single line that reads, Richie is an ordained minister and has a firearm collection. <laughs> that's all it says. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? You know what's funny? Yeah. Mega Edgelord, that's my favorite Monster Magnet song. Mega Edgelord, that's <laughs> Okay, so, so that's you know, I remember, like, I, I did have a moment, a weird moment of, like, respect for Kid Rock. Um, and I'll tell you about it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was around the early, early, early 2000s when um, you remember uh, uh, what's his face? The Orange County Choppers or not? Or, yeah. Uh, what was the guy? Jesse James or whatever. Mm. Oh, that piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But at the time he was like, this is when, you know, custom Orange County Choppers or whatever. Like that's when that was all taking off and he was kind of being turned into a celebrity. This is like the early days of the Discovery Channel going like, oh, we don't have to just show animals humping like. You know, people are would, apparently though. people are apparently fascinated by watching somebody make a custom motorcycle. 
Anyway, okay. and then so because he was so popular on the channel, they started giving him all kinds of weird spin-off shows and trying stuff. And they did this one little travel doc series called uh I can't remember what was it called? Motorcycle Mania. They did like like a handful of them. Sounds like sounds like something they do, yeah. Yeah, and there were these like mini docs where they would follow him around for a period of time where he was like going on these like road trips, like driving his motorcycles across the country. And one of them was him and Kid Rock, and I think Barry Weiss, uh, okay, all got together and ended up trying to like go drive down through Mexico, and like they went down like all the way like south, like past you know like all the touristy places, and got real far south into Mexico, like and. Uh, so it was like you know, kind of interesting. Like I ended up watching like most of it because it was like, oh, then like, what do you do when you have a custom chopper and it breaks down? And you know, in the middle of nowhere, how do you deal with that? How do you fix it? And there was one day where they were like, they were they were stuck in the middle of nowhere, just completely cut off from the world. But Kid Rock apparently had been just traveling with a guitar strapped to his back, you know, like a real cowboy, you know, his six string on his back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and he just sits down on these steps of this building that they're nearby while they're like, you know, waiting to hear back about getting this part or something that they need to have like, you know, fucking shipped from God knows where. And he starts picking the guitar and he starts playing Long Haired Redneck by um, um, Charlie Daniels. Mm -hmm. And he does this like real sweet ballad version of it where he's like, and he's singing these, you know, those Charlie likes, so just leave this long haired redneck alone or whatever. And I was like, holy shit kid rock not only do you know that song that's amazing like this is before he'd revealed that he was like really actually this like secret like country you know mm -hmm. uh rock guy that you know this is still early enough that it was still this is still the like you know you know, like american badass kind of ish era this is mm -hmm. pre-picture i think even maybe i don't know when picture came out but um, oh, i'm about to talk about when that came out anyway well you made this is a good segue into it and i was like holy fuck man like you know, I know it's not his song, but like him performing that song, I was like, oh, I, I never would have thought in a million years Kid Rock had any taste in, you know, like music. <laughs> OK, and that's another thing. That's what that that kind of reminded me of another one of the things that like so the so this album came out, Devil Devil came out and I got into it. I was like, OK, cool. But then I remember something else that really brought me to it being like, OK, this is great. This guy's pretty cool. I saw um, it was a much music intermittent inter interactive. Remember those? Oh, yeah, those were great. Yep. Where he did a he did a set, and at one point in the set, like he went around and instrument by instrument, kind of did a solo on everything: drums, guitar, keyboard, just everything. Right, and I was like, to prove he had oh, some yeah. talent, it was decent enough. It wasn't like amazing, but it was like, <laughs> okay, you know what you're doing. Okay, sure, that's pretty cool. And so that was another one of those things that I was like, this guy's all right. And uh -huh. then, yeah, and then in the early 2000s, his, his next album, Cocky, came out, and then it started to started to slip a little bit. Wow. After these messages, we'll be right back. Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind the scenes stuff. 
and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Love music? Who, who doesn't? doesn't? Who and what were the albums and artists that really turned you onto music? The ones that made you really stop and listen. The ones that shaped your tastes and opened your horizons. That's what we want to talk about. Dig deep into your vinyl, CDs, or even stream away. Let's listen and learn all about what made you fall in love with music in the first place. This is Learning to Listen. So good. Okay, interesting take. Uh, could you read it like a human being? Or, uh... That's exactly the way a human would read that. Take two. The ones that, uh, I don't know, shaped your tastes and opened your horizons, you know? That's, that's, that's what we want to talk about, you know? You know? Dig, dig deep into your vinyl, CDs, or even stream away. Join Quinn, Charlie, and myself, Naomi, for a brand new album every single week on L2L, Learning to Listen. Found everywhere great podcasts are served. Is it water on the knee? Operation! Remove the pieces and collect your fee! But don't touch the side! I'm the doctor for you! Operation! And electronic handheld operation. Each sold separately, batteries not included. Hockey, the fifth album, brought us the worst fucking song at karaoke that I've ever fucking heard or can deal with because of the Ooh. fact that it's so overplayed. And if you know me at all, you've heard me a million times mention how annoying this song is. Uh, thanks Cheryl Crow for getting involved and uh, doing this duet with Kid Rock. And the thing is it's called picture. You all know picture. I think it's probably his most commercially successful song. Probably. It's but- up there. Yeah, for sure. I didn't hate the song when I first heard it. Sure. Right? It was just basic. Basic ballad. It worked. Told a story, whatever. It was fine. It was fine. It was never like, damn, this is a good song. But then for some reason it became, and here we are 20 years later from the release of that song, and it is still the most played um, song at karaoke shows. Everybody does this duet all the fucking time oh, every God. fucking People night dates like how many times have they gone like oh come on you got some picture with me like, <laughs> oh, fuck. What if the they f- could make royalties off of karaoke can you imagine how rich he'd be <laughs> you know? well they must right they must make some i mean yeah i know once you that's, that's to be debated once but... you paid for it or not however your karaoke card um <laughs> get your tracks the idea though the <laughs> licensing is that those are like you know the mechanical royalties that they they whoever gets those royalties mm-hmm. but yeah if they, if every single time it got performed at karaoke they got mm-hmm. a cut somehow that, that yeah they'd just be fucking yeah you you would see there would be two people competing for who's had their songs sung more at karaoke and the only reason that the other one might win is because it existed for 30 years before picture did and that would be paradise by the dashboard light (laughs) those are probably the two most overdone duet songs at karaoke of all time Mm -hmm. but for some reason i still rather hear people's mostly terrible 
takes of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. You know, everybody sure. gets the timing yeah. wrong on it for the most part. Then I it's ever want to hear picture. I just don't Paradise is picture. not as completely irritating. Because you know why? There's, because, because there's, there's energy to it. And also the the song changes up enough before it gets boring that you're like, oh, and then you kind of anticipate like, oh, are they going to get the timing right on this part? Can <laughs> they, you know, can you pull off meatloaf? Can you sing like. Is, um is, is Paradise twice as long as Picture? Do you think? Three times. Yeah. Three probably, times oh, yeah. as long. Easily. It's, Easily. it's a nine minute song, I think. Okay. Something like and, that. Uh, it's close. It's, it's karaoke's karaoke hosts like it. Cause we can go do bathroom break if you smoke you smoke you can do whatever you can yeah, have okay good old it's time. nine minutes but picture is five minutes okay well it's five so. minutes of hell <laughs> that i can't get back every okay, but day because so, oh, the, the the biggest reason you hate it is just because of the karaoke scene for it's never sung well no well it's karaoke. very very rarely it's never sung well so that makes it even more torturous but the song is so draggy and it's so negative and it's so like whiny that you're just like, oh, I fucking hate this song. And they always want to, I was off to drink. Yeah, they want to <laughs> shout that shit at you. So, it, but but you, it's like it's it's a song that people who they they want to do a duet together. They don't know each other. A guy wants to hit on a girl. Girl wants to hit on a guy. You want to do a duet? Let's do picture. Okay. And it's just and it's, a it's always a, song, a fucking right? it's always a bummer of a song. It's like you, this is not there's nothing romantic about these lyrics. Why the hell would you think this would be fun to do together? I just kind of thought of this. Do you could do you think it would parallel well with like Margaritaville? Or sorry, not Margaritaville. Margar- no, that's uh, a nice one. Not Margaritaville. Um oh shit. Oh what the hell? Margar- that's okay. Edit. Edit. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is Margaritaville gets picked at karaoke so much less than you would assume it would that when somebody goes p- oh, and get, like, does margaritaville you go like oh fuck i haven't heard this in a while i can't believe okay you, you, you go no, it doesn't it, it doesn't bother me at all too because it's kind of got a relaxing vibe you yeah. know it's not a negative song i mean like there's, there's some songs that you just hate because you know they're going to be performed poorly by drunks mm-hmm. like um um journey and that's don't stop fine. believing that's fine because you're just having fun, but at least those are fun songs. The thing that kills us about picture, I think, is the mood of the song. Well, it's just so like oh. it's just a medi- it's a mediocre song. Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't know what it is about people that think like like at least if they go do Jackson, that's another song that gets picked a lot, right? For like couples to do it. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, it's tongue in cheek, it's fun, it's a couple, it's like whatever. They're you having know? a it's good like, time. It's, it's got some pace to it. So you're like, it keeps the energy in the room up. People have fun. Yeah, but just picture yeah. Picture sucks the soul out of the party. <laughs> yeah. It just it just brings everything to just a halt, and it's like yeah, it's not fun. Picture makes every vagina in the room dry, <laughs> especially the one that got dragged up to sing it with the guy who thinks he's impressing the girl right now. Yeah, it's like I wonder what the success rate of that is. That yeah. do that not very good. Listen, you know you were more bringing fun? up. Weren't you looking up that info, Charlie? I yeah, can't what remember. Song I can't remember what song I was trying to think of. Uh, the, I, I mean, you're probably gonna edit this part out. The one where the guy, cheeseburger in paradise. Edit the one. The one where the guy's <laughs> cheating on his wife, and then he answers an ad, and then he finds out his wife answers the ad. That if you he, like pina coladas, that's, pina coladas. That, that's the song. Nobody that's does that at karaoke though. I wish more that's people. It's a different do. artist, but it, I've always thought it was. No, 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 that's that's the song I was trying to think of. 
But it, it does sound like a fucking. Uh, but it's what's a bummer song because Jimmy it's like Buffett. I don't love no, my no. wife and I'm gonna cheat no, on no. her, and then you no. find out that no, no, she's they come together at the ending. You. They both realize that they both were like they're like oh, turns out that we we just weren't communicating, and if now that we found out that we were both looking for this thing in our marriage, the last verse is them like getting together and being like, well, yeah, they're we're like we were gonna cheat on each other, but I guess we'll cheat on each other with each other. It's a song, Charlie. It's not real life. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't actually cheat on each other they were good well, they would have if it would have been anybody else that would have been a good condom commercial <laughs> well okay it's funny though because you think picture would be more triggering because in, i don't know all i can't remember all the verses specifically but i'm pretty sure that you know at least the kid rock parts he mentions that he is with another woman yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like I can't look at you while I'm lying next to next her. to her. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and it's like, how are the women in the room not going like, well, then, like, fuck this you. is so romantic. <laughs> like that's so romantic. I want you, I want, I want you now. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Um, you know, you, you know what song? I don't think it's a '90s song. It's an early 2000s song. So forgive me for you know straying from our decade. But I feel like we've been talking about picture, which is we bleed over we, the. We've edges. already crossed the threshold. This is a whole new podcast now. Um, but that <laughs> sends Amy into a blind rage where like she just like gets angry and you know ah fuck this song. Amy is so wifey much. for is, all y'all that don't yeah, know. Quinn. My my Amy is that uh lips of an angel. <laughs> that makes her so angry when that song crossed my mind when you were mentioning that whole yeah because it's the same premise it's the same yeah. premises picture it's just not a duet right yeah. it's the exact same and amy's just so like she just gets triggered by it she's like that's such a dick thing like then don't be with the other person <laughs> <laughs> like, and i'll be like okay i don't need to lecture about we can just change the station it's okay I didn't oh. want to listen to Pop Rocks on satellite radio anyway. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so I'm surprised that more women aren't triggered by a picture. Is it only because there's actually a woman's that. point of view in that song? Because they're both. Yes, it, that's absolutely what it is. I mean, it's because Cheryl Crow, Cheryl Crow can't do no wrong. You yeah. know, that's the way that they're like, Cheryl Crow, oh, she's great. So if it was just the Kid Rock versus, if it was just the Kid Rock versus, you think more women would be like, no way, fuck that song. If they were paying attention, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> is, that don't the, know. is that a large basis of your hatred for Kid Rock? That song? Yeah. No, it is was that way that before like the, that. The Crux? Okay, it was before that. Okay. It was way before that. From the first moment I saw him on video, I was like, what the fuck is this? this Get him out of here. This I is a like douche. Him. This is like the it. douche canoe right here. I can take or leave Kid Rock for the most part. Even now, I'm still like, whatever. Like, you know, I don't hate the guy by any means. Like, whatever. Go be a mega boomer edgelord. Do your thing. He built a replica of the White House, like, on his property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets drunk and goes on weird, like, you know, rants at his yeah, bar in money. Nashville. Good for him. You know. But um, uh, if if we're going down this lane, I think that all summer long, is what really was like the song that made me go, all right, you know what? Fuck this guy so hard. <laughs> he took two great songs and fucked them right in the ass. Honestly. Yeah. 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 Mashed yeah. them up and fucked them. Well, the worst part is, is like, okay, we all know that Sweet Home Alabama has been overplayed, you know, 
it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's unfortunate because it's not a bad song but i mean and it's got its own kind of weird politics in the song too you know that's like mm-hmm. you know hard to whatever okay it's if okay. you're paying attention but you, you don't have to pay attention it's just like oh they're proud of you know being from alabama or whatever right yeah. good for them um <laughs> yeah but then to take werewolves of london warren zevon rest in peace Yes, R.I.P. Like, take a fun, clever song, take a great artist like Warren Zevon, and just bring him down to your fucking like Walmart concert fucking <laughs> level. Clever Walmart, clever Walmart, <sighs> Walmart. Like, by yeah. the way, now it's canon. It's now canon that Kid Rock did a pop up concert at the Clearview Walmart. <laughs> clearly, clearly, <laughs> is it where be, I we're gonna put it in his wiki. I'm like, you can you can sample Metallica all you want. Mm-hmm. But leave goddamn Warren Zevon out of this, okay? <laughs> oh. Since we're throwing around big heavy names, here's something interesting. Okay. Um, about Devil Without a Cause. And I just just am noticing this, but I was just looking at the the writing credits on the album and on wasting time. Uh it's credited to Kid Rock. And mm-hmm. it's also credited to Lindsay Buckingham. I noticed that too. Is it a sample of a Fleetwood Mac song? Must be, yeah. I, I don't know. There's like, I, there's I, some, there's definitely some obvious ones in there. there. There's some Aerosmith samples on this record, not directly sampled, like the band played an Aerosmith right. lick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they use that. What, what did you call it earlier, Charlie? Phrasing. Phrasing. That's what jazz, that's what jazz folks call it, isn't it? Right. Well, ref- a reference in there. It's phrasing. Like, yeah, well, in jazz, it's different because you reference something, but you're actually you're like, and then you play when the saints go go marching in, and then it's in your in your song, you know. Yeah, yeah, weird. Um, I just love reading all this wiki shit. It's so fucking fascinating. The National Hockey League, our precious NHL, announced Kid Rock as the headlining entertainer for the January 28th All Star Game in 2018, sparking negative online responses from hockey fans, but. Jeremy Roenick praised the choice and condemned Kid Rock's critics, saying, Kid Rock is the most talented musician I think ever on the planet. Because you can I put saw any him on an intimate and interactive one time. <laughs> you can he put any instrument in your hand or on your mouth, and you can play anything and rock a house and sing any kind of genre. And also, Jeremy Roenick has probably been hit in the head a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a hockey player, so. That's right. And then during Kid Rock's 50th birthday live stream, he announced that he would be releasing a triple album consisting of a hip hop disc, a country disc, and a rock disc. You think you're fucking Shania Twain now? That's a Shania Shania, move right there. Shania Twain Um, putting out hip hop discs? Reba McIntyre also just did that. So, a hip hop disc? No. Uh, She put out a remix disc. A remix album. Right, right, right. You can't remix. An album that was three. Three, okay, three album, like yes, yeah. I think it was yes. called like revisited, remixed, and like read something redone or whatever. So some of them are uh, remasters, some of them mm. are remixes, and then one disc is like re-recordings. Anyway, so basically, I'm okay if Reba does it, but not if Kid yeah. Rock. Does yeah. Oh, it. oh, oh you, how the lines blur. If you have right? not listened to the remix of uh the night the lights went out in Georgia. Oh yeah, that's great. Damn. Oh, is it, it a good it remix? So laps. It's a okay. banger. It's like a club that banger. My, that should help cleanse my algorithm in my Spotify. I should put that in oh. there. Get I rid of all this. this on your Spotify? Get rid of this. I know I fucked up. I listened to this your on next, my Spotify. Next year, your artist of the year is going to be Kid Rock. 
<laughs> I made yeah. sure that I was saying it to at once. He's gonna head, head he's gonna headline your wrapped festival. Yeah. I really need to get a separate thing for listening to research. <laughs> research I mean, and then what just, I actually that's my iTunes. My iTunes has become my Apple music, I guess. If you, know, you really wanted, you could probably get a couples account and then use one for personal and one for work. Lady Mimi. Yeah, exactly. She has, she has her own Spotify account, so I should exactly. just use that to listen to garbage. Turns okay. out she's a she just giant listens to so kid much rock fan. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> she she's loves that shit. She loves the pussy songs. So picture picture on repeat for some reason. My, <laughs> the, he says pussy a lot, so she's into it. Okay, so <laughs> so I like to go on Lyric Genius a lot and see if people have broken down. You know the lyrics oh, of certain artists, right? I've never well, even heard of lyric some... genius. Oh, is... you okay. should definitely use it for for research. It be... It's great mm-hmm. because okay. sometimes people get deep. You know, like sometimes, like you're listening to I don't know who, like who's somebody who makes like deep references. God, these even historical references. Like if I'm listening to an Iron Maiden record, sometimes those guys are going like you know deep into the history books, and I gotta like like what are they referencing? Okay, like oh, there's some like one-off battle and like that happened like the British Army versus like some small tribe in Africa, and they're like talking about it. I'm like cool. Now I knew all mm-hmm. about this, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I like it. It's a good source for that sort of thing. Anyway, <laughs> what it is? Go to a Kid Rock album, <laughs> and there is nothing to explain. No, 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 you shouldn't. <laughs> the way it works is it's that they straight. highlight. They highlight, you know, and 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 it's it's um publicly edited, kind of like Wikipedia, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so people can sometimes kind of go and like change things or make new references or or dispute things or whatever. But Kid Rock lyrics are almost devoid. There's like, if he he spelt the word Romeo, you know, in one of his rhymes was R O M E O or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and somebody pointed out that Romeo is actually a small town in. Uh, Detroit or not, in Michigan, excuse me. Um, Isn't that where he's from? Maybe, but so. he just says, you know, I'm coming for your, I'm coming for your Romeo. So I think people were just like pulling at straws to be like, there's got to be something we explain here. We got this. He's got, this has to have to have it has meaning, right? Yeah, but so anyway, the way it works is that the the lyrics will be kind of highlighted, and then if you you know click on them, um, you'll get like explanations about what they're talking about, and yeah, like Kid Rocks are not entirely devoid but mostly devoid but then you go to that song fuck off and that's got the eminem verse and then yeah. the eminem is like oh every other line is like oh, highlighted oh. yeah because he's like oh we got to break this down we can talk about this like oh, there's, there's 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 something here you know and okay. even then okay. it's like it, it's still very like it's of the theme it's like eminem understood the assignment you know like he knew what yes. album. this is the slim shady era too like Think think about this, right? Is here's the evolution. This is pre Slim Shady LP, yeah, right. That came out in '99, and then that obviously is pure hip hop, produced by Dr. Dre, extremely extremely misogynistic, mm-hmm. you know, very problematic. Actually, some of the songs are <laughs> like you, you you know you listen to them today, and you're like, damn, like this was blown up. But but I think the 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 difference is, and the reason that we kind of you know maybe. I don't know. It, see if it holds up or not, but at least the thing that does work about it is the talent. Like mm. Eminem is talented. Oh, for sure. He's intelligent. He's yeah. Yeah, at least you know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's about... but he's he's said some pretty fucked up shit in his rhymes, and we all know it. Oh, of course we do. You know. But but I don't look at him and Kid Rock in the same manner. Uh, mm-hmm. 
really at all. And I don't know why that is. Why is it that, that Eminem gets the pass? Yeah, I don't know. Things he says because he because he writes because he writes it better. Because he <laughs> he gets the pass on the things he says. Yeah, is it just because he is just talented that you're like God? You know, it's like you know you're like I really don't necessarily agree or like what he said, but God damn, I like the way he said but it. Didn't he say it good? <laughs> you know, like yeah. God, he's just his his way with the the English language and how he can manipulate phrasing and like. Just he can make he can make words that don't rhyme rhyme, but not make it sound forced. It just sounds so he's not just trying to rhyme ho. Ho. (laughs) (laughs) Kid Rock tried. He 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 tried to make ho rhyme with dick, but it just didn't work. He's just really working that one. Suck am I. Yeah, no. He well, he rhymes. I'll give Kid I I said he mostly just tries to rhyme like ho and dick. He also tries to rhyme rock a lot. Mm. Clock. Because yeah, well He does seem to stay away from that one. That I haven't heard one. him say cock. It would be the obvious fucking rhyme, and he just went right over it. Didn't do, didn't use it. Maybe he, he has. A, I think that is that's where they throw in radio edit, isn't it? Maybe radio edit. Radio that was a weird edit. thing on this record too. I didn't know if I was listening to a, a clean version of it because I'm like some of these nah, songs that aren't one's clean, but some of them, but some of them, it was like you'll drop an end bomb. But you'll throw radio edit over "suck my dick." Yeah. I'm like, what, 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 is that I mean, because I there was some they, calculation there about this? Oh, this whatever might be a get, thought he had, whatever made him think he had justification to drop an an M bomb. Like, what is wrong because with him? He used to date a black girl. <laughs> Again, Maybe? that, in my opinion, would be the one would be the first song to cut off the album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like yeah, even it was it. on the last record before this. Well, that's just it. It was just it was, and it's not like it was on his first album, and you're never going to hear it again because and it's he, all. But it was just on the last one you just did. But he was like, "I could do it better." Ah, nah, nah. This is the one's going to get more attention. Let's put this one on. I hate this fucking guy. Okay, okay, so before we wrap things up, too, we we got to talk about what happened in 1999 with um, Scott Stapp and him on the tour bus. Um, Caught on camera receiving blowjobs from groupies. Uh, <laughs> that was a big thing. But the funny thing, too, and here's the Christian rocker, Scott Stapp, insists they did not have sex with those women. We've heard that before. Bill Clinton. Well, it's only sodomy, which should be worse. in Sexual relations. With those women. <laughs> well, hey, you got to give it to them because if, you know, that's a precedent, right? A precedent set a president. by the president. Yes. A president. A president president. <laughs> President, president, president. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I'm not Eminem. Um, but <laughs> but you know, so yeah. At the time, you could kind of be like, "What are you talking about?" You know, dick sucks ain't cheating. <laughs> he says. Stapp says things got awkward between him and his video co-star, Kid Rock, after the incident, and so quotes. What sucks about this is Bob and I were friends. He'd been oh. over to my house and we jammed and hung out. <laughs> We were in Tampa playing with Metallica and I walked into his trailer and there were some strippers. It's a time in his life and a time in my life that we'd like to put behind us and not publicize because we have children now and they're in school and their friends read. I know he was pretty pissed off at me when that came out. (laughs) All right. So apparently this sex tape didn't come out until 2006 because that's when whoever got their hands on it 
released it out there. Leaked. And yeah, exactly. Leaked. Leaked. Well, I think Scott Stapp just gave himself away there that, you know, because uh, he's gone through some dark periods in his career. Was that mm. around the time that they were getting sued by fans for sucking live? <laughs> Is that a thing you can do? Can you I, sue you an artist gone... for sucking live? Well, I think you can sue anybody for anything. It just <laughs> depends just have on to have a good enough case and lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Say, you, a, you have to find somebody who's going to take on the, the litigation. Number two, you've got to have a judge that'll like not throw it out and actually you've got some validity. Could have a good angle. But I do remember <laughs> that at the, the the time, I think like people had really turned on Creed. You know that like they were. It was like at a real low. I don't point. even know if Creed was still together at that point, or or, or like if if Stapp was still a part of Creed, or if he'd already parted ways. Two two thousand six. Yeah, let me think. Like two thousand would have been like arms wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that by this time Stapp was already releasing solo shit, and he was out of Creed because this was the where Creed was building up to become uh, with Miles Kennedy. Um. What the fuck is the name of the band now? This is okay. Edit. Well, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that Stapp knew he had this video, mm-hmm. and might have been like, "Well, there's a few other people who have uh, made the, like the pop, the Pam and Tommy video would have been out by then, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this might have been pre like Paris and Kim Kardashian and stuff, but not." too pre no that was it was a really hot time to uh have a sex tape have a sex tape yeah and like god didn't fucking screech from saved by the bell have a sex tape like around the same time like rest in peace screech rest in peace yeah and what it was was there was literally companies <laughs> set up to to make it look like oh we don't you know we won't reveal our sources we don't know how we got our hands on it but yeah. i think he gave it away there when he was like yeah things are weird between me and bob now he's kind of mad at me because you probably didn't want me to put out the sex tape. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Probably. Alter Bridge. Creed became Alter Bridge with oh. Miles Kennedy as their singer. No, Something I've in never Scott. heard of I've honestly I've never heard of that before. Neither Alter Bridge? I. No. They're did fantastic. they lean more into their, I love did they lean more into their Christian rock or no? No, not really. Not not just lyrically like a or Christian anything. Rock name. Um Mark Tremonti basically like is the big guy from Creed and Alter Bridge, right? Like, because he's like the lead guitarist and he's the the shit, right? So uh, I don't know if you know much about Miles Kennedy, but I think he's one of the best rock vocalists I've ever heard in my life. But when they they teamed up together and Scott Stapp was out of the picture, I'm just, I adore Alter Bridge. I think they're a fantastic rock band. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I covered, I just kind of enjoy the, songs i just kind of enjoy that creed is basically a meme now Mm -hmm. (laughs) i never had a problem with creed i don't know um scott stapp didn't come off as genuine to me but no uh, yeah he's a big he's definitely a phony but yeah i don't know yes uh not to sidetrack too hard join us here was sued by fans By fans who wanted their money back for going to a Creed concert and being like, "This was terrible." And when the they wouldn't back. get a refund, give me my money back. I'm suing you. When they well, they wouldn't get a refund from Ticketmaster or whoever. They, I'm sure, it must have been Ticketmaster, right? They got a monopoly on that shit. But they were like, "Fuck it, let's sue the band." 
<laughs> they got some publicity and it, it really kicked off a lot of the like people being like, yeah, Creed kind of is terrible, right? Like, <laughs> and then the Nickelback hate. I don't know which was. First. Hey, uh, here's a little tidbit the about Nickelback. Uh, obviously, they rub shoulders with Bob. How come so them and Bob were... haven't done this? Have they done a song together? Uh, they've appeared in each other's videos. Kid Rock was oh. in the video for Rockstar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so was Wayne Gretzky, though. Damn it. Yeah, but but uh, a but lot they of also, other people. Kid Rock was uh, kid. Uh, this is post after he had split up with Pamela Anderson. And he went on a new tour bus because uh, he had custom built, had his bus custom built for him and Pam to hang out on together. And oh, whatever. So, All it was is a stripper pole. Well, you're not far, <laughs> far off. Built. Uh, custom so stripper pole. This is right about the time the the rise of Nickelback was at the point where it was like, oh, yeah, Kid Rock wants to sell his bus. We could buy his bus from him. And yeah, the middle of the bus has a giant a like glassed off shower so that Kid Rock could watch Pamela Anderson shower. That's pretty fucking cool. In the bus. That's yeah. pretty badass. But yeah. Could you imagine Actually, like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. But it, but that, but, it, but that was just Why for them to travel on. The band is traveling in another bus or in a van or something. They're flying, whatever, right? Like this is for them. To, and so then Chad Kroger comes along and he's like, hey guys, I got us a bus. So they get on it and they're like, the I guess fuck, dude? Can, like, oh, you can watch a shower now? <laughs> Chad, no, There's no, no. I'm the one who's, you watch. I'm the one who's showering. <laughs> the first thing he does is he's like, "No, I brought us here shower." Man, a stripper pole and a fucking shower. Why? But there's no like regular shower where they could be like hidden. No, it's just this big glass shower. I mean, there's probably another shower. Too. Maybe big they would glass. just put a curtain around it. Around it, it be fine. I mean, you'd probably have renovation. To, yeah. I wonder if they still have that bus. They were like. <laughs> Someone has that bus. Yeah. There's no way you would get rid of that installment. What a waste. Yeah, it's like, you know, they're like, hey, yeah, great. Awesome. Comes with a kitchen and a fridge and everything. They're like, no, 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 no. Great shower. No. We're <laughs> rock stars. We're not going to eat. Hey, that's a good line. So to wrap things up, <laughs> I, I Kid Rock there's no there's no fucking appeal to me whatsoever even after listening to this album like for the first time really other than the singles i had heard listen to it um, again for the first time <laughs> he's just oh he just reeks of nasty to me and i just i can't i can't i can't give this guy the time of day especially now when i know what he's all about like even politically and like shit i can't i can't handle it <laughs> Fuck. damn it there's damn it. and and thing is is there's so many bands that i do like who have a similar aesthetic in some ways i will say this to wrap things up for myself bon jovi came here to play commonwealth stadium in 2010 bon jovi one of my favorite bands on earth right kid rock opened for them did you go to that Carly? Mm. nope no quinn no no okay like, there's no reason for Quinn to go to see either. No, this is, there's nothing here for me. <laughs> I mean, if you had some comp tickets or something, you were like, hey, you never you know. I had to, a show you don't have to pay for. I'd go. I had to ask. Anyway, I got there late on purpose because I wanted to miss as much as Kid Rock as possible. But then we got there. We got we caught about three or four of the Kid Rock set of songs. Um, and I was actually more impressed than I thought I would be because the band 
the backing band, the female backup singers, just everything. Like it was, mm. he had a monstrosity of a show and an amazing players surrounding him. So he really did put on something huge for that stadium tour. Mm. And I mean, I think it's cool that I guess that he got the Bon Jovi spot, but I was really trying to avoid it. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. But then I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. What what he's done here. Because mm-hmm. he's created something really cool, a spectacle. And if anything, we if we get entertainment out of it, that's great. You know? Fine. There were no stripper pools that I saw. You know, no showers on stage, nothing like that. But um, but it did seem to me for the first time where I looked at him, where it seemed to be about the music and not just about and and about other players and not just about braggadociousness. Mm. And mm. that's why I didn't mind it. Well, yeah, like I'll I'll go back to my earlier statement where I'll be like, I don't think it's necessarily musically shallow. I think that definitely it was a flavor of the day sort of thing. And he leaned into it a little heavier later on and then whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, some of the backup singers and stuff like that, you know, are, are very talented. And then I also immensely, I said earlier, because now I'm just thinking about it. I said that it's only Kid Rock, Josie, and Eminem. That's not true. There is also an uncredited, unknown uh, female rapping on the uh, old to the old school. Mm. But it doesn't have she doesn't have a credit. And I'm guessing she must be one of the backup singers. Possibly. I don't know. I'm somebody knows. Somebody for sure knows, but but he uh, had a lot of he regardless of how talented I may or may not think he is, he surrounded himself with a lot of talent to put on a great show. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe that is his talent, right? Is that he like the ring figured out <laughs> he he got people's attention, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like people people were willing to work with him. You know, people were, he sold a lot of records. Like, you know, there's, there's something to be said for that. Right. You know, now, so just because something's popular doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> right? right. Like, you know, but at least it's always yeah. good to somebody. It's always good to somebody. You know what I mean? Then what's not good to me might be good to you. Vice versa. Well, so, that's true. There's like that. I, I always say there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> you're still uh, doing it you're still being like oh well a bunch of other shit that i don't like a shit that's okay yeah you know i think i think charlie's been a good sport though for mm. you know and thank uh, you for taking first our of all, abuse first of this. all i've already won because you guys listened to this album front to back <laughs> i felt like we were doing an episode of bargain bin <laughs> you know there's part so, of me that was like i guess i have to listen to it again i'm secondly, like i have to fucking listen to it again secondly i won because i i listened i got to revisit this album and for me it was at this point for sure nostalgia you still so feel I'm, the same way about it when you listen to it now not quite the same way mm-hmm. but it doesn't i mean there's like it doesn't feel as worn or like you know, like it's it doesn't feel like, you know, when you listen to some things from the 80s or something, sometimes you're like, oh, OK, you know, like it definitely oh, the sounded the like dated feel time. like it I definitely have more sounded recent like things. the 90s, you know, or the 98 or whatever. 
it definitely sounded like a product of its time, but not in a way that was like too overproduced or, you know, like the guitars still sound great. You know, like the the, the production the, of the album was fine. I had no issues with the production. Uh, yeah, I was like, it was missing a little bit of something on the low end in some spots. I was like, it was sometimes, but other times it maybe had too much low end. So, yeah, it well, was, I, I think it, it could stand. Well, it's weird to say this, but I'm like, it could stand to be remixed, remastered. <laughs> um, but like, I, you know, it's, yeah, sometimes though, that's the thing. Sometimes there's a time to play, something hits for whatever reason. I think, you know, right at that point, the market was kind of split in two directions. You know, at the same time this was happening, it was also like, getting flooded with like you know the 90s like boy and girl groups right like we're mm. also taking off and the alternative to that was like this kind of like limp biscuit corn new metal rap rock thing that was taking off and that, those were just the flavors of the day you know like those were the big popular movements that were happening and yeah. if you were a young adolescent man who was not listening to in sync i can see why you'd be like that's not my thing this is my thing this guy <laughs> right great you know but Sometimes, you know, you grow up and you move on and things aren't, you know, and if you have some nostalgia for it, good for you or whatever, you know, but I, I don't know. I'm just not that nostalgic of a person myself. Not that I was ever really that into this. So, said that before, so it's hard sure. to, it's hard to like visit. I'm not devoid of, of nostalgia. I just, I just don't have a ton for this era of music in particular. I think this sure. is the worst era of music. Uh, pretty much are you talking about the new metal era or are you just talking I'm about pretty the much 90s talking about general? like popular music from like 96 into like sometime <laughs> in the two, early 2000s was a real real this real, is why you're a great guest real <laughs> rough you're period not, you're of, not just like yay music. look there's a lot of great music that came out at the time but it wasn't not for for me anyway it, like i okay it was a it was a period with the radio be was really you, letting you were me in down. like high school and in junior high and high school you had to be listening to something. This is yeah. a very impressionable time in your life for music. Yeah, but okay, for me the radio was my friend in the early nineties. Yeah, right. That's when I was the most like like this is great, you know, like you know, like that like era we were talking about earlier of like, uh, like of the rise of alternative rock and and uh, and you know grunge and so-called like whatever like you know like bands like Soundgarden remember when Soundgarden oh, was yeah. on the radio remember when oh, Alice yeah. in Chains was on the radio Soundgarden you know, and like, Alice in Chains the, 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 they were in my opinion the two greatest of the grunge era yeah 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 like I was never a big Pearl Jam fan by any means but it was okay because right after a Pearl Jam song I remember when fucking uh, um, um, had like a hole got played on the on on like you know, on all like the bear here in Edmonton, like that would never, I don't know, maybe it would happen now, but like a few years after that, like by like 96, they're like, mm, <laughs> let's play it a little safer. Hey, there's this new band Creed, you know? And you're like, Oh, great. Like it was bad. It was, that was tailor made for the bear. Yeah. And then they've, they leaned into that. Like, it's weird. I remember, uh, anyway, I, I could go. Sorry, non Edmonton people who don't know what the fuck yeah. that is. The bear, the bear was we, our, we're our alternative yeah. rock station that never really matured past about 2003. They weren't ever an alternative rock station. Hard rock. They were station, always, um, they were always mainstream rock. Always. What was our alternative rock station in the Sonic? 90s? No, oh, we didn't have that. one. We didn't Sonic have was, one. Oh, yeah, it was the bear at the time. I guess if that was the only rock station we had, you might get to hear some Smashing Pumpkins or something, right? I guess. Well, that, you heard way too much Smashing Pumpkins. 
<laughs> anyway, but anyway, but I was speaking of things that it's weird though. Like, you know, you're like, uh, you know, is, does it, is it stuck in the nineties? Like I was just talking to Charlie about more recent examples to me that I'm like, it's weird because you know, like I just reheard uh, that Megan Trainer song the other day, all about that bass. And I was yeah. like, wow, this doesn't hold up at all. This song is terrible. Like, why did I think this was good at the time? Like, you know, but like, or uh, Macklemore thrift, thrift shop. Macklemore. Like, fuck this song sucks like what the fuck but it was but people loved it but blurred lines was such a huge song for for a long time and now when you put on blurred lines nobody nobody gives a fuck anymore they don't get excited about it they they think (laughs) ew gross robin thick yeah maybe it's tainted a little bit by robin thick or something but like yeah but stuff doesn't always hold up sometimes time and a place it hits for the right reason whatever you're like like, i can't even listen to art kelly now and he had some bangers and i can't like fucking ignition, the remix to, remix ignition, to ignition out, yeah. Fr- yeah, hot and fresh out the kitchen. That song fucking rules. Okay, can we just grandfather in some of R. Kelly's? <laughs> like, I'm not gonna listen to anything he makes now. Can we just like, <laughs> what if someone just covers it and then we listen to their version? I think there are a lot of Kelly. covers of it. I'll bet so you don't there's a kid rock cover of it out there somewhere. <laughs> Gross. He does a country rock version of it. I hope he plays it at the Walmart. <laughs> Claire of you, Walmart. Thanks, guys, for doing this with me. No problem. Appreciate it. It's good times. This is fun. It's good, good, good stuff. It's a conspiracy podcast. They're like our our sibling podcast. We love them. L2L one day might come back. Who knows? Our other sibling. (laughs) Another conversation. But yeah, guys, you can check all those things out on your Spotify, on Apple Music, everywhere you get your good, good podcasts. So I'm just going to stop recording. Follow us on Facebook at Dope Nostalgia. Instagram, dope underscore nostalgia. Or on Twitter at Nostalgia Dope. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.